Hey, what's up, everybody? Uh, welcome to No One Likes the Tuna podcast, the world's premier dedicated Fast and Furious podcast. I'm Nick Nocera. And I'm Daryl Wong. And uh, the two of us, what we do is we watch a Fast and Furious movie every week and uh, tell you what it's like to do that, <laughs> mostly. <laughs> Um, which is generally awful, but sometimes exciting and fun. How was your watch through this week, Daryl? Um, uh, nice watch. I mean, I, I split it across two nights. Um, yeah. And, yeah, I have, like, it's kind of interesting, like, trying to watch this movie while I'm at the office because um, I don't really have, like, a clean copy of it, so I have to, like, stream it off of, like, a international website, usually. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, and um, my uh, whatever company network preferences uh, don't really like that. So, oh, your company has like blocking software installed. It definitely does. I don't think I've ever worked for a company that does. Well, we're all about that privacy, okay? Privacy and worker efficiency. Yeah, worker efficient. Elon wants you focused on this one. <laughs> flipping those cars. That's right. Why don't you buy a copy? I've bought a copy. I bought all of them. I bought all of them. So wait, when I buy a copy, where does it live? What format is it in? Can I watch it? I anywhere? bought them all years ago on Google Play Movies, mm-hmm. and it lives in the fucking cloud. And I can watch them on my laptop or my iPad or my phone if I want to. Mm-hmm. Um, but you could buy them on iTunes. You know. Yeah. You can like buy them on, on Bluetooth, which usually has a digital download version. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. See, the digital uh, download, I think, is important because, like, I, yeah, I find myself, like, ooh, like, even if I had this, like, yeah, even if I wanted to watch this, like, I'm not connected to the internet, so I can't watch this thing right now. Yeah, for sure. And you can sync the Play Movies uh, to your device so if mm-hmm. i need to be offline for say a flight or something and i need to watch uh fast five because i'm dealing with a bunch of bull mm-hmm. aka this podcast yeah um i can download it to my device and just have it offline mm-hmm. yeah you know? I, probably, I probably need to buy some copies because yeah what i currently have right invest now babe just, I invest. invest i gotta invest in the franchise yeah the, the market's rising on Fast and Furious, <laughs> on copies of the Fast and Furious. <laughs> you got to buy low. That's right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I, at the beginning of this movie, hit an all-time low in terms of not wanting to watch this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking at all. Yeah, where were you at in the world uh, or in your day where uh, just, you had to force it in? Yeah, it's just sitting. I was trying to, like, I was like, yesterday going down for a little nap and i was like fuck i gotta watch this movie so i started and i made it about 20 minutes i was like it's not happening right now (laughs) it's not gonna happen so i stopped i took a nap and then i was like up late working and so i started watching again at midnight Mm -hmm. and i watched another like 40 minutes and then i just finished it right before this cast uh, for the rest of like the other hour and a half because I have the extended version for some fucking reason <laughs> extra punishment yeah, it's about 12 minutes of extra punishment it's pretty it's pretty mm-hmm. horrific it's pretty horrific um, I had some big time thoughts though 
Ooh, okay. Um, Where are we at? Yeah. Okay, so one thing that really stuck out to me, The Rock at some point says, let's find ourselves a car. They're like going through and figuring out um, what the plan was uh, and like who they need to be looking for, right? This is, yeah, this is once everybody, once uh, Rock has landed in Rio, he mm-hmm. is, yeah, he has his team, Stagger Step, and yeah, Shadow, Shadow, yeah, <laughs> yeah, your Mag to, Child, Mag yeah. Child, yeah, and they're trying to uh, locate, they're trying to figure out who's in town, like right, Tyrese but there's this, yeah, there's this one line that says, "Let's find ourselves a car." I must be out of my mind. So I always thought. That was just like, let's go rent a car so we can transport ourselves. But it doesn't. It means like, let's go find the GT40 <laughs> that we're looking for. Mm-hmm. But it, I always separated that line from the rest of um, from the rest of that scene. <laughs> I was like, oh, they got to go rent a vehicle. <laughs> How are we gonna get around here? Does anybody have yeah. oversized, oversized six wheel SUVs around here that I could potentially <laughs> rent at a reasonable rate? Is there a Hertz nearby? Yeah, yeah. Um, so that member. was a real revelation for me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. Good. I mean, speaking of the rocks lines, I. Um, I wanted to follow up. I know that you mentioned it very early on in this, uh, maybe even the previous cycle, but um, I was wondering if you ever settled your Funderware sort of situation here. I know that way back you never you were struggling to find like a high quality pair of boxers. And mm-hmm. It's been a number of weeks here. And didn't I happen. To, didn't happen, huh? Didn't happen. Man. <laughs> Boxer life is tough out there. Boxer right? life is fucking hard, man. And I was trying to, yeah. as I was thinking about this and thinking about asking you about it, I was like, wow, like, how would I even go about sort of researching this type of thing? Like, a boxer is not like a thing that you can, like, look at really and, like, understand right. its comfort. And right. if you make the wrong choice, it's, like, immediately, um, yeah, immediately known to you that you've made a grave choice. And there's no coming back. It's like you there's can't no. Return. I can't. You, there's no returning worn boxers. Yeah. So, so you're in it for life once you get them. Like I have a yeah, I have a pile of like unwanted, basically brand new underwear over here. That's just like nope, tried it on, feels terrible, but don't know what to do with it now. Do they live in your drawer or closet still? Yeah, they live in my drawer and they take up valuable space that I could be yeah. using for other. And you just like pick around them. Yeah. In terms of the underwear you want to wear. I totally agree, man. Probably 10 pairs over there. That's a lot. That's a high, that's that's a high rate of bad underwear. See, I wear all my underwear. I wear them all. Mm -hmm. Shirts, I have that problem with where it's like I have a bunch of shirts I don't really love wearing. Mm -hmm. Mostly because I don't like the way my body looks in them. Mm. You know? You don't need those in your life anymore. I don't need them in my life, but they just sit there on the, you know, they just sit, what am I supposed to do with them? I can donate them, I guess, mm-hmm. but um, I don't know that I'd be doing anybody a favor. <laughs> They're not great shirts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Uh, so, no, I haven't solved this issue. I'm also lazy as shit, so mm-hmm. that's part of it. 
I could just go buy some underwear. Yeah. It'd probably be fine. But there's always a risk, you know? Like, you buy that underwear, and it just could be terrible. True. True, 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 true. That's why you buy the cheapest underwear humanly possible, so you don't <laughs> feel so bad when they are terrible. <laughs> um, okay, so can I ask you a question? Yes, please. What is the bad guy... What's the bad stuff he's doing? Reyes. Have we talked about this? Yeah, he's stealing from the people in the favelas. But I thought he's giving them, like, an education. He's giving them um, transportation. Mm -hmm. Remember when he gives that whole spiel about, like, Cortez or whatever? When he's in the office. The conquistadors. Mm Mm-hmm. But, I mean, he is giving them... um, sort of amenities and stuff but he's also Mm -hmm. sort of not giving them he's uh he's structuring their relationships such that they need to have him and he's in control of everything nobody gets ahead no businesses can sort of prosper without his uh sign off and i think implied in that is that he gets a big fat cut of everything and that's how he amassed all that wealth it's like he has all that money stored up he taxes them like a government, and then provides infrastructure and systems and protection. Like a government. Like a government. He's just running his own little government. And he's, yeah, and he's stealing from the people who are suffering while he gets to be rich, which is not... Ten which is, yeah, okay. So he takes a cut of everybody's legitimate business in his mm-hmm. zone? Got it. I was and very he, confused, because all you see him dealing with, like, is money, is, like, cash? Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I was like, where did all this cash come from? Like, is it drug? There's no, like, nefarious stuff, really. Mm-hmm. Substance. So. Yeah, yeah, I think we're just led to believe he's a selfish politician. Oh, well, okay. wait a minute. Hold well, on. Like, that's not that bad. Well, let's think about, um, um, what's her name? Um, what's the female cop's name again? Elena. Elena. All right, mm-hmm. hold on. Let's think about something about her. The reason why she is um, oh, she hates Reyes because Reyes had her husband killed. Yeah, is that what? It, yeah, mm-hmm. and I don't remember. Are we led to believe that her husband was trying to? I don't know. Stand up against the government, or yes, I think we are led to believe that. Right. Yeah. So her husband must have been a. Um, yeah, just like an advocate for civil liberties, and Reyes crushed him. Which is not yeah, true. he certainly... I mean, we've seen him do murder-type stuff. He, like, strings up Paul Walker and Vin Diesel. Mm-hmm. Right? He definitely kills that dude, his, kills his employee with, like, one of the killing objects from his desk. Oh, which is not yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right, so he's kind of a psychopath. Mm-hmm. Psychopath I just feel like too much power. I just feel like Vince comes in at one point like hot, you know, mm-hmm. and um, he then he tries to steal the GT40 chip with mm-hmm. the information on the dealer packs, which I think is just a bundle of money. Uh, wait, what do you mean the dealer pack? Just... Like when Brian's like, this is a dealer pack. Like, oh, right, what? right, right. What is a dealer pack? Um, I think he's saying that, oh, like, uh, there's a dealer, a dealer pack. Like, he's saying that similar to maybe the previous movie in 4, where, mm-hmm. like, they 
they transmit sort of routes and information through pre-programmed GPSs. Um, yeah. This is the equivalent. Oh, hold on. Wait a minute. He had cash houses. Didn't he have drugs inside of those safe houses? Yeah. He had, no, he didn't have drugs. They're just cash houses where they're sorting money. I looked. Mm. So it's not like they're cooking heroin or anything. Mm-hmm. They're just moving money around. Yeah, they're just moving money around. Okay. So I guess that Which GPS. Is, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Um, but w- whatever. That's sort of besides the point. Vince tries to steal it, and then he's like, then he's like, tr- just fucking trust me this one time. You know. Mm-hmm. Let me just give this back to Reyes. This is what he wants. And, like, we'll all go home. And I just had this thing was like, you know, maybe do trust Vince. <laughs> like, just give it back to him. Mm-hmm. What's the worst that could happen? You could always, like, try to, you know, you know you would, you would escape if he tried to kill you again. Just hop in a car. Just hop in a car. Do what you do best. Honestly, just, like, drop it off out the window of a car and then drive off Mm -hmm. you know just give it back to him Vince makes a good point that he was right about um, Brian being a cop and won Mm -hmm. Uh, and Dom didn't trust him then and he doesn't trust him now I feel like all Vin has wanted was like trust and love from Dom over the years you know and never Mm -hmm. got it that's true Hmm. Um, he even fucking like this guy Dom totally fucked him up like made his arm basically like out of commish for a while got him shot he's like does whatever Dom wants him to do he goes on this crazy truck excapade for Dom then he has to go to the fucking hospital got like probably arrested by the FBI out of the hospital for a while mm-hmm. or the LAPD yeah, we don't know. Goes to jail for it. Dom. Dom doesn't say shit. He runs away to Mexico, right? Leaves Vince in the dust. Vince gets out. Vince moves to Mexico to just to try to hang with fucking Dom, you mm-hmm. know? Then um, Vince makes it all the way down to Brazil. Finally, like, finds love in this woman. Has a son. Nico. Has a son and fucking names it Dom. Hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. He's like desperate for the approval of this brother. He's a real and It's fucking, it's really fucked up. Hmm. It's really sad and fucked up, actually. Yeah, and the most Dom can do is drop off a cut of the money. Are you serious? Hmm. You know? Can't even stop and say hi? Mm-hmm. Can't even like say oh he was killed uh in this like operation i got him involved in hmm. i'm sorry i don't know yeah i mean are we yeah are we led to believe that vince would not lead a life of crime had he not been involved and gotten re-engaged with dom all this time i don't think we're led to believe that because he's the one who brings brian the quick and easy job right 
I mean, you imagine, yeah, imagine sort of, and we obviously don't know any of the, uh, any of the, any of what's happened to Vince and like, yeah, Vince sort of between Fast and Furious 1 and now, basically. And maybe the time, but yeah, like we don't know how he got out and I don't know, like I would have, yeah, I imagine a, uh, I imagine a storyline where. Ben does find love. He does start this family, and I don't know. Yeah. I well, he, he obviously I has he worked for Reyes. I just feel like he knows, like, just drop off the fucking chip, you mm-hmm. know? Like, he mm-hmm. knows these guys way better than Dom or Brian. Yeah. He lives in their, like, purview, in their zone. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Is he a victim of Tom or is he a victim of Reyes? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. That's tough. I never thought about it that way. He he had a tough life, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like. Um, You want a shout out? Yeah, we can do some shout outs. Sick, dude. Hit me. Yeah. <clears throat> I wanted to give a shout out this week to the thrill and drama of the eBay auction. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, man, I mean, eBay, uh, eBay, since it's sort of, yeah, all right, maybe the, the idea of the auction is like not, um, it doesn't come naturally to people, I would say, right? Like, if we think about, like, uh, there's a very kind of like binary way that people understand transactions. Um, that they sort of like conduct on an everyday basis. Like, I'll give you money, you give me this thing, I'll give you this thing, you give me this other thing. And like, it's, you hardly ever have to think about, um, yeah, on a regular basis, you hardly have to think about sort of the other sort of forces at play. Like, how much is this thing actually worth? Like, how do I know, yeah, who has, does anybody have more information than I am? Like, how do I decide how much I'm willing to pay for this type of thing? And, right eBay is cool, man. And I, so I'm currently engaged in a, uh, I, I placed a bid on like a bicycle basically today. And, Oh, yeah. I mean, if those listeners don't know, Daryl is a bike fanat. He's a, he's a fiend. <laughs> yeah. I'm a bike hobbyist, but I am an eBay and auction amateur. Like, mm-hmm. I do have like a little bit of like business background and like really like I should know I should know myself and I should know sort of like the different, I should be more aware of like the components that go into like, yeah, setting a bid and like setting a price floor and sort of understanding right. sort of like how people price things. But I find myself, and this, it's one of my weaknesses is that I find myself sort of in here um, just like constantly sort of trying to outthink the opponent. And it's like an eBay auction is just like price chess. Well, it's like a quarter mile, you know, race in a way. (laughs) It is, right? Sometimes it takes like five days. I just, they used to be, there's this thing where you just set a price, right? And then Mm -hmm. it like bids until that price is exceeded. Mm -hmm. That's how it works now. 
I mean, so that's the thing. Like the auction, there's a variety of different auction formats that you can do mm, to okay. sort of try to draw out sort of the best price. So if you're the if you're the seller of the item, it's right. You're trying to maximize your. You're trying to. Well, I mean, on a baseline, you're trying to cover your costs, but then you're trying to maximize your sort of profits from that transaction. And right. on the opposite side, right, the buyer is trying to sort of determine on a personal level, like how much that item is worth to them which could be yeah close to the current price it could be i don't like the like reserves you don't i don't like the reserves Mm -hmm. you know i think the reserves are anti-democratic basically yeah i mean like the price should be the price yeah a price is a price but like the thing that it's listed at like you still it's just a matter if you're on the seller side of like covering your cost you don't want to like take a loss on the seller yeah you want to you want to put it up there for sale you take the price that it sells for that's the free market auction system i mean that's how i feel yeah but it's not just about the buyer it's also about the seller Mm -hmm. right and that said like if there's a bunch if there's an infinite amount of buyers then the price is like naturally supposed to just like even out you know Right, right. So a lot of forces at play, and I spent like an unusual amount of time sort of trying to outthink my seller over here. Right. And it's fun. Yeah, I, I've, I've enjoyed it, the eBay auction or two. I bought some great clothes off of eBay. Really? Clothes? Yeah. Were these rare clothing items? Mm, not really. Just like... You can get some pretty good deals on some shit that if you saw it in a store would be like pretty. I got like a real um, navy pea coat uh, at one point. Navy for color like, for, or like from the no, U.S. Navy? No, from the U.S. Navy. Mm-hmm. Like a big heavy one that was like pretty good um, for like thirty bucks. Wow! Yeah, it's good That's deal. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it's great for like coats. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if I would bought ever some buy sweaters. A coat. Bought an Irish sweater. That's one great. Time. I'm glad they're yeah. using the platform for sort of that that type of shopping. I would have never thought of that, but like you also are like yeah, capitalizing on like an inefficiency in sort of pricing. Or yeah, not, totally. You know, like Completely the value agree. of the item and how much you're willing to pay for it versus how much you actually paid for it. If you're on top, you're on top. Which is great. And yeah, I'm glad that I'm glad that the platform exists so that people can sort of transact items and like, I don't know, like get those yeah get those market forces going. Get them moving. Get them moving. It's pure, sort of. Yeah, it is pure. It is pure. Um, I want to shout out this week. I want to do something a little uncouth, Ooh. maybe. Um, I want to shout out to uh, an aspect of one of the other Fast and Furious movies. <laughs> nice, nice. So I added the Tokyo Drift soundtrack to my like Apple Music, and I've been listening to it at the gym, and it's fucking great. Amazing. It it's really fucking amazing. Um, what are the what are some of the highlights of the soundtrack? Barracuda, yes, yes, big time. That's one of my favorite ones too. Uh, there's a most deaf song called Six Days, which is really good. 
Um, that's the one that's like you know what I mean I mean uh, we only get to hear sort of snippets of these songs um, in the actual feature film is yeah. there is there content some of them are of, too long yeah 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 but is there content sort of in these songs I, I assume like a majority of them were written for this movie with like movie stuff in it or no 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 Got no it. a majority of them are just written there's one song called tokyo drift by the teriyaki boys yes which is great but okay there are two songs all right well one the kid rock song is not on the um apple music version of the soundtrack Man. i guess they didn't get the like the rights mm-hmm um, you know, the ball with the ball. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wow. That's like a, yeah. That's a big loss. Right uh, there. Yeah, it's a big loss. But there, there are two songs which I didn't realize. There's one called Bandoleros, which I can't sing for you or play for you right now, mm. um, by Don Omar. Ah. Featuring Tego Calderon. Wow. And there's one called Conteo, also by Don Omar. So clearly Lynn is the Don Omar Tego Calderon link. Mm-hmm. And he had them on his soundtrack for three, and then got them in four, and then got them in five, and then got them a little bit in six. Wow. Hold on. Like, Can we take it even further? Has Justin Lynn brought... Um, either of these recording artists into his other sort of non-Fast and Furious franchise movies. Oh! <laughs> like, a, like a Transformer movie or maybe like a... How crazy would it be if they were also in like the Star Trek soundtrack? I mean, that'd be sick. That'd be so sick. Um, yeah, they're not. Yeah, okay. Yeah, no. That's kind of cool, though. I mean... Jeremy Lin recognized that they set a vibe, and it's important. I think he just fucking loves them for some reason. <laughs> you know? Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I don't know why. I don't know why. Um, but the soundtrack has been, like, killing it for me at the gym. It's a great gym soundtrack. That's awesome. Basically. Um, what kind of workout are you doing these days? Uh, here's what I do. I run for about an hour uh, on the treadmill. That's a long and time. And then, yeah, it's a good it's a good run. I get about like seven miles in there. Mm-hmm. Um, then I... Uh, what do I do? I do core, so I do like crunches and... Um, Stretching, and then I do like the side to side thing with the weight, mm-hmm. and then I do like some arms and chest work, and then I do a little bit of leg work, but not a ton. That sounds great. That sounds like a really good workout. Yeah, I try to spend about two hours at the gym. Wow, that's mm-hmm. impressive. Mhm, mhm, mhm. I go three or four times a week, basically. Wow. Yeah, I'm doing it. I love the gym. Love the gym. 
That's get to awesome. the shout out to the gym, everybody. <laughs> get to the fucking gym. It's fucking great. Yeah, man. That's a yeah. I mean, the gym is a great habit, and I'm glad that you're getting out there. And it sounds like you're doing. Yeah. Sounds like you're doing a good job. Yeah, I have a great gym here in Auckland too. It's called the Olympic Pools in Newmarket. Sick. And like, it's got this gym facility above, but it's all the gym has like this giant one side of it is this giant glass wall that looks out over these pools. Or like a giant Olympic-sized pool, Whoa. and then a big fucking like semicircular hot tub at one end of the Olympic-sized pool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's like a kids' pool and a learning pool on the other side. There's scuba diving classes there. Whoa. If you want to do that, mm-hmm. does yeah. it have one of those extra extra deep pools? Um, it's not extra extra deep, but yeah. it's pretty deep. It's like Olympic deep. Basically, okay. I don't know what that is, but yeah, I've seen um, some of those crazy YouTube videos where they'll do like uh, deep, yeah, like deep sea scuba training with these uh, swimming pools that basically like go like. Oh, I have seen that. The ground. Yeah, those are crazy. They're, they're like the um, the water temple in Zelda. Yeah. You know, <laughs> they just keep going down and down and down. Yeah, yeah, that's wild. I don't think I would ever. Yeah, do it that. is wild. I'd freak it's out. It's definitely deep enough where you can have a scuba diving lesson and people are swimming over you. Mm-hmm. Wow. I've seen that before. Wow. Cool. Yeah. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Anyway, um, what do you got for me? Sure. What do you want to talk about? Fast yeah. Five. Um, so uh, I had to do a little bit of research for this one, and it's so basically. Um, when Han and Giselle go and they try to stake out um, Reyes to get his fingerprint, one of the things that yeah. they, one of the things that the, that Han says is he says, "Oh, like how long were you in the military for?" And he says, "Oh, yeah. uh, he's like when I saw you, yeah, like the way you pulled out or the gun that you pulled out, he recognized. But then he also said that her her way of drawing her weapon, he said yes. it was straight up Mossad." Yes, and I was like, "What does that even mean?" So I had to it's look. It's like it Israeli up. special forces, right? So it is Israeli special forces, but yeah, um, the the name itself is from it's yeah, it's named after this um, guy Mossad Ayud, who is mm-hmm. a he's like a close like a close quarters like um, yeah like firearms like strategist like trainer dude, and he's written hmm. like extensive documentation about. Um, sort of like, yeah, how you should think about and approach like gun situations and um, what it, what, yeah, what it spe- specifically refers to is like, so like, uh, let's think. So like, if you imagine like you're holding out a gun, there's a triangle between like your um, outstretched arm, your shoulder, and then like your hip where the gun is holstered and this Mossad sort of method of drawing involves like basically grabbing the gun and pulling it vertically sort of like up and very close to your chest and then sort of like pushing out as you're trying to shoot somebody. Really? Yep. And the alternative to that is like pulling it out. So pulling the gun from the holster and then like basically moving it straight kind of like up. If you imagine that triangle, like moving it along like the long side, like the perpendicular side to get there. And there's, like, I had to read a little bit to figure out, like, oh, like, why would you do that? What are the pros and cons? And, like, the Mossad method is, like, a few seconds slower because you have to take, like, a longer path to get to 
sort of like your shooting position or yeah but what does it do for you but it's better because um especially if you are um like hiding behind you know in video games you'll hide behind like a box or like maybe Mm -hmm. you'll you'll jump out of your police car or something if you're standing in front of an object that's really close the Mossad method is actually better because you don't if you build if that's like the normal way that you draw your weapon you're not going to run into whatever object you're hiding behind fucking interesting man yeah right and like it's also better if you're like actually like in a tussle with somebody and they're up and in your face like pulling it up drawing that weapon like close to your body is actually sort of like yeah more possible than drawing it out in front fucking interesting right and i learned a little bit and i was like oh that's kind of cool like small detail but the final part of that is like um the way the reason why it's sort of associated and with the um israeli army is because um i guess back in the day like there were a number of different weapons that sort of were used in the israeli army that had different types of um uh, i don't know what to call it like mechanisms inside of the gun such that like some of them would have some of them you could carry with a bullet in the chamber and some of them were just like very unsafe to do that so the reason why it became prevalent in the Israeli army was because they had to train all their people to not carry with a loaded chamber just for just because the variety of guns that they were using it was just safer overall and they couldn't do like individual training on each weapon so that's very interesting. Mm-hmm. A little snippet of history. If you got anything that can confirm or deny Daryl's research, fucking shoot us a line, you know? Please do. That's crazy. Right? That's a crazy amount of info. Right? Yeah. I, I don't know, I went into a small rabbit hole, and I was like, this is kind of cool. And oh, yeah, that the last cool. part of that is that I don't think she actually draws the weapon Mossad. And we're talking about like the moment where they're all sort of converging in the um, in the warehouse, and he, she, uh, Giselle will pull a gun on uh, Tyrese and. Uh, oh, but she doesn't actually do it. That I don't think way. she actually does it because one of the main. See, I that's why I think when Han says that's straight up Mossad, mm-hmm. he's just referring to like Israeli special forces training. Like she's good at it. But it's like the thing that he recognized though is not like Mossad. So he maybe recognized the weapon as sort of Israeli military, but he, mm. yeah, you can't mention Mossad without it, like without her actually doing it. I don't know, man. Yeah. All right, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. 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 So um, one thing. Yeah, I don't know. One thing that I noticed was that um, we remember last week we talked about like could did it did they show like Brian drifting around and doing stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and we weren't quite sure in four if they sort of made a point to do that. He fucking can drift in this one. He like does the um, the race, I don't know what to call it. The like the like trying to beat the cameras thing mm-hmm. in the blue Porsche. Right, right, right. And um like drifts like crazy, but they also make a point of showing like they show Tego like slapping Omar, like watch this. Mm-hmm. Basically. 
So they make a point of saying like he is good at all types of driving, not just the like straight drag racing version. You know, that's awesome. I'm glad. I'm glad that I'm glad there's a little bit of continuity here. Me too. Of just saying like, well, first of all, Tokyo Drift, if it takes place in the future, maybe Han oh. learned to drift to drift. From Brian? From Brian O'Connor. <laughs> the Brian O'Connor School of Driving, baby. Wow. <laughs> the Brian O'Connor <laughs> yeah. School of Driving, mofos. <laughs> oh, that's so sick. Yes. Yes. It wow. all sort of ties together in a very nice little package. I love it. That's so satisfying. Yeah. <laughs> it really is satisfying. <laughs> um... What else you got for this movie? That's it, man. That's all I got. Yeah, I swear to God, that's about all I. That's about all I got. Cool. Um, I just wanted to mention the ambush set, you know, in the street. Um, I think it's a great set. Like it looks really real. They did a good job with it. You know. We're talking about the one, the ambush where. Um where Hobbs and crew uh, yeah where they all get blown up in blood yeah. suit oh, oh, yeah. oh that one got it got it got it yeah 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 that one not not in the um, whatever yeah. in the street where they get like fired upon by a rocket launcher and then like Vince dies mm-hmm. yeah. yeah I mean yeah it's laid out really well it like yeah it really that, is that could be like a that could be a Black Hawk Down type of scene yeah totally yeah it works well. It's like the it's choreographed well. It's blocked out well. The buildings look really real and good, and like the whole thing looks great, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As a professional set person, I like that set quite a bit. Excellent. Where do you think it was? What do you, do you think that was something that was done in L.A. or something that was done in? Where did they? Film no, the they probably did it down. I think they filmed a bunch of this in Brazil, and mm-hmm. they like to shoot on location. So I'm sure it's a location with built elements. That's mm-hmm. I'm not sure, but that's my guess is mm-hmm. it's a location with built elements. So like, there's a big concrete like shell building that like a bunch of guys are like firing out of. Mm-hmm like empty concrete windows and i think that is built on top of like a location element oh got it yeah and then there's like dressing all around like there's these big water tanks that they i'm sure put there and it just it just works well they have they thought it out they thought about it so well where like yeah well even even the elements of that set that are sort of constructed like seem like they all fit in which is yeah part of yeah. the skill there um I also last thing is um Vin at the end has a little stubble going on on his face mm-hmm. like when he's talking to the rock about you know like uh, no you won't like that part mm-hmm. I'd love to see Vin Diesel with like a week's worth of growth oh Interesting. I'm trying to think you know, if I've like, ever seen him with a what would that on look screen like? with a uh, with a beard. In uh, the Chronicles of Riddick, which is a great movie, we should mm-hmm. watch. Mm-hmm. He he has a very long beard and long dreaded hair at the beginning. Whoa! 
But it's like makeup. Yeah, yeah. Right, it's like a wig for your face. So you sort of see him with the beard, but it's not... If I'm remembering this correctly, yeah, that's what that's what it is. Mm-hmm. But it's not real. It's not Vin. You know, I'd love to see what Vin's got going on under the hood, <laughs> so to speak. Yeah, yeah. I tried to so. grow a little mustachio for... Uh, since like, oh, for like Movember or whatever? It wasn't specifically for that, but it, it ended up to timing-wise to work mm-hmm. or to be sort of like in sync, but... Yeah, I let it go. I let it go this morning. I was like, "Nah, this looks stupid. I look stupid with the." I bet mustachio. you look good with a must mustache, nah, You know, nah. you gotta ease it in with a goatee. You gotta grow the goatee, <laughs> and then once it gets long enough, you shave the bottom part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see that, but like, I feel like I don't. I don't even have like full growth between the corners of my mouth down to my chin area. And oh, me neither, man. Yeah. So, like, it doesn't even look cool. Like, I couldn't have, like, a Walter yeah. White goatee if I wanted to. I have um, a lot of facial hair issues, mm-hmm. basically. Mm-hmm. I, um, I have uh, rosacea on my cheeks. What's that? It's, like, red. It's What it is is, is like, very tiny veins that are pretty close to the skin. Mm-hmm. So, I have, like, little red spots on my cheeks. A lot of English people have them. Okay. Not that I'm English. Um, but what it does is it prevents like hair follicles from growing in those areas also. Mm-hmm. So when I grow a beard, it's like it's like below my chin is fine and like on my chin is fine, but then on my cheeks, like sort of between my sideburns and my mouth mm-hmm. is like pa- really patchy and empty. Mm. I mean, uh, that seems yeah. out of okay. Like, if that, even if you get, even if you get like a good amount of growth, like along your jawline, that's. I feel like yeah. that still qualify as like a legit beard situation. Yeah, no, it's it's beard it's beard esque. Mm-hmm. I would say. Um, maybe I'll get a photo of me with a beard and put it on the Patreon, Ooh, so nice. people can see that. So if you want to see that, you can uh, subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash no one likes the tuna podcast. You could see us on the Instagram at no one likes the tuna podcast. Yeah, how's that Insta going, buddy? It's it's it was going, but then it stopped <laughs> going. It's gonna yeah. go a little bit more. Okay, that'd be cool. I, I read some cool. promos. I got over a hundred likes after paying people to come and visit our thing. Um, I saw that man. We got like baller likes yeah basically that's like i think that might be more likes than miso's ever gotten on a single dog picture yeah well miso is sucks and like, <laughs> <laughs> one of the worst instagram dogs out there basically <laughs> um yeah no i'll pop a picture of a beard up there you could you should pop a picture of your mustache on the insta yeah maybe i should blow yeah maybe i should try it again I already I already canceled my my previous mustache, so maybe I'll restart. Uh, yeah, you should definitely <laughs> definitely restart and get a picture. If you want to see a picture of Daryl with the mustachio, uh, get on our inst- like follow us on Insta. Yeah. Um, we have a Twitter at Nolt Podcast. That's N O L T T. Mm-hmm. And uh, what else we got? That's uh, it, right? That's sort of it. Yeah. yeah. You can find us if you need to find us. You can find us if you need to find us. 
Yeah, you could email us, no one likes a tuna podcast at gmail.com also. Uh, and rate us and review us on uh, whatever the fuck you want, you know? <laughs> Basically. We'll be, back, we'll be back next week with more suffering. Hey,